Hey everyone, Jeff here from the podcast. Starting off the episode with a special quick announcement. I apologize for the quality of this episode. The audio, for whatever reason, our microphone was just going crazy, but we were not aware of it until after we recorded it. So it does have this weird kind of like robotic space alien effect to our voices the entire time. If it gets annoying, we won't feel bad. It wasn't a really good movie. Sorry. So... We have worked out the kinks, obviously, because I'm recording this fine just now, but we're just unable to re-record it before the holiday. So, sorry, folks. If you want to skip it, you don't go ahead and do so. We're not going to be hurt by it, but keep it tuned out for next week's episode. Thanks, guys. What kind of craziness is this? Oh, come on, Captain. It'll only take a minute. And it'll mean such a lot to the lady. Very well, if you wish it, absolutely. By the authority vested in me by Kaiser William II... I pronounce you man and wife. Proceed with the execution. Episode 37. Yes. Movie 65. Are you just going to say that right at the start of the episode? Uh Uh-huh. That's how this begins. Nope. This is not going to be a great episode. Go. <laughs> episode 37. Movie 65. That's just so we don't sound like an idiot. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. Wow, that's a completely different opening from the last episode. Yep. So it's one of those movies, huh? Yep. We haven't had one in a while. Yeah. So what We movie- watched The African Queen. From 1951, starring Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn, and directed and written and directed by John Huston. Directed by John Huston, not written. No. John Huston, who gave us such great movies, and I'm not being sarcastic with this one, The Maltese Falcon mm-hmm. and The Treasure of Sierra Madre, both of which are on this list. Yes. Which is probably why this piece of trash is on this list. So, Lindsay. What did I have you think not, about this? I have movie? not disliked a movie in a while. What was the last one? I know the last one for me, well, the one that last one, the major one for me would have been Easy Rider. Um, I mean, we all know that I didn't like Oh, I don't like all the presidents men very much. That's right. Um there hasn't been a whole not lot of in a while. Not you, since like either Last Picture Show or Sophie's Choice. I, was say, if you, I don't hate this as much. I don't hate this movie. I just didn't like just it. Didn't like it. It's it's boring. I will say strictly for the sake of 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 my enjoyment of the movie is that I just not a fan whatsoever. Case in point, this movie is number. 65 on our list. Yes. It was, in 1997, number 17 on the list. It dropped 48 places. Is that one of the most drops? I we, think I it we may had be the one. most drops. I know we had one other one I thought that was was that was a pretty drastic drop. For, sorry, this dropped 48 spots. So I'm pretty sure that there wasn't a whole lot. Um, I think that is the most drastic one. So it's the one that dropped the most out of, at least out of the ones we've done so far, right? Ben-Hur and the French Connection are the other ones that have dropped anywhere near that. And Butch Cassidy are the only ones that have dropped anywhere near that. And they've dropped like 20-some. So this is the one that this basically... One has, this one 
plummeted. So it, it straight up plummeted. I almost wonder if the next time it's, this list gets updated, if it's not even going to be on the list. What? What? It's probably on this list because it's John Houston. That's the gotta be why. It's John. It's because of it's it's because it's John Houston and, and it's Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart and it's Catherine Hepburn. I know that twig of a person. That woman needs so many sandwiches. She needs to eat. Oh my god! Especially now since she's you know a corpse. Yeah. Wait, she's dead, so. right? Yeah, she died okay. a couple years ago. Um, but she died recently. Like she died like five years ago. But but either way, the or no, it might have been a little more than that. Actually, I think she died in two thousand one. But either way, the, I think that's the reason why it's on the. We're kind of jumping ahead to the end of the episode. Spoilers: It's not going to be a huge long episode. I'm no. Guessing. But. I have some trivia to read. Other than that, we've already talked about my opinion. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Yeah, I really think the reason it's on this list is just because it's it's three American film But, like, because we even saw, not even filmed in America. No, it's filmed in Africa Africa and and London. London. So, W-T-F-A-Q. I don't understand why it's on the list. For those of you listening, if you guys know... Died six years after this movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Humphrey Bogart died six years after this movie and was 80 pounds when he died. He also looks really weird in color. Yes. I I offered I offered to turn the saturation down on my television so he would be back in back in black and white, which is how you kind of know Humphrey Bogart. He's just he was a black and white actor. That's what you know. Oh, he's in so. Treasure of the Sierra Madre too. Yeah. So see the three movies that are on this list by John Houston. Houston, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are because the other one was Maltese Falcon, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's all three are Humphrey Bogart yep. films, and those other two are much better Humphrey Bogart films than The African Queen. I really don't know why this sounds. The top Maltese Falcon is a great movie. I'm yeah. super excited for that one. We got a ways yet, but but either way, why so... did your does your IMDb on the website not say died of cancer of the esophagus? No. Oh, okay. Though the website does not list what he actually died of. His middle name was DeForest, as in DeForest Kelly. Not really as in DeForest <laughs> Kelly, but DeForest Kelly's wow. name busting, was DeForest Kelly. Busting out Star Trek, huh? Yeah. Cool. All right. I love DeForest Kelly. Original I loved series. Bones. Original Bones? Yeah. I like Carl Urban as Bones in the new one, too. That's true. Damn it, man. I'm a doctor, not a physicist. <laughs> All right, well... Um, Damn it, man. I'm a doctor, not a movie critic. That would have been an interesting episode. <laughs> I almost said an episode where Bones and Kirk leaped into somebody, but I'm like, nope, that's Quantum Leap. That's, that's Quantum Star Leap. Trek. One, two. two. You already did one. You did one. You did it. Wow. I'm stealthy like that sometimes, You're a guys. Stealthy honor. Well, do what little bit of. Uh... Oh, no, you got to do your stuff. Oh, I did it. Yeah. Okay. So um, Seven point nine out of ten. No meta score. The summary on IMDb is in Africa during World War One. WWI. WWI. A gin-swelling riverboat owner slash captain is persuaded by a straight-laced missionary to use his boat to attack an enemy warship. Now the twist is that Humphrey Bogart is the straight-laced missionary. <laughs> Already a better movie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and presented in stunning Technicolor. Didn't need to be in color. I guess I guess at this the movie time, doesn't need to exist. I guess at the time, it being in color was was awesome because it was all like the lush greens of the jungle and the blue of the water and yeah. the terrible green of and the, the green, green of the green screen when the water flashed in front of it. <sighs> the technology in this movie was terrible, but I digress. 1950s movie, they tried stuff, so whatever. Uh, what is your summary for this movie? Did you even write one? 
Silence is what that. What did I say in the very beginning of the movie? Like, I don't even remember. My The one that popped in my brain towards the end was, this is a hour-by-hour, shot-for-shot remake of what it would be like to travel down a river in Africa in real time. I'm sorry, I already know you're sorry. <laughs> uh, what did I say? It's, this is an hour-by-hour, shot-for-shot remake of Nuts. what it would be like, what it would be like, to travel down a river in Africa so in real time. Let's look at recording. This this is this is the interestingness of our, of our This episode. is how boring this movie was. <laughs> oh my goodness. In our defense, I think we talked about the Doctor Who 50th anniversary more than we pay attention to this movie. I have not paid less attention to a movie since Ben Hur. Oh, you mean the the movie that we didn't finish? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's saying something right there. All right, well, let me um, let me move on to shit. my awards. Do your shit. This is my shit. Uh, this, this is my shit. shit. Uh, ten major award nominations. Okay. Four Oscar nominations. If this movie won Best Picture, I'm gonna rage quit the podcast. Are you kidding me? Oh God! No, no, I'm just screwing with you. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Oh boy! <laughs> All right, it was not. It almost got ugly there. For it a did. Second. I was, I was fearing for my Ooh, microphone for a moment boy. there. Um, okay, it was nominated for, but did not win, best director, uh, best actress in a leading role for Katherine Hepburn, and best writing slash screenplay. It won... Stop shaking your head. It won... Shake your head. Catherine Pepper's head in a helicopter. <laughs> it won Best Actor in a Leading Role for Humphrey yeah, Bogart. Yeah, I get, so I get won, that. Humphrey Bogart in this movie is the best. Good. Is, is the, the best, best part, part of the movie, entire film. Because yeah. I made that comment you 10 did. minutes in the movie yeah. that he was the only enjoyable part yeah, of that much. whole opening 15 minutes. Now, what did it lose to? Normally we care. I actually came prepared this time. So oh, good. we are going to say <laughs> It lost Best Director to the film A Place in the Sun. It lost Best Writing and Screenplay to the film A Place Place in in the the Sun. Sun. And it lost Best Actress in a Leading Role uh, to A Streetcar Named Desire. Mm. Because that was also the same year. It uh, it lost to Kim Hunter in A Streetcar Named Desire. Who was not present at the awards ceremony? That doesn't matter. So those are... And it was entered into the National Film Registry in 1994. Because at the end of the copy that we watched on Netflix, it noticed that it said the restoration, they restored the film in 2009. How is this movie in any way important to us as Americans? You know, Who we are the, the people. American, American guy. Did she not say she was English? You know, the American drunk boat captain who oh my God. is helping a British lady float down a river. I don't even remotely care about this. And it's, you know, awesome stuff. So yeah. Um, my technology. I want to do technology for this one. You guys ready? Everybody ready for this? Are yep. you ready for this? Yep. Models. Yep. That's it. Yep. <laughs> terrible, terrible, bad, like, proportion model. This is back when models were still small. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a handful of scenes where there's, like, this overhead shot of the, of the boat floating through the, like, jungle. Yeah. I do jungle in air quotes. And it's... It just looks like someone's backyard with, like, a little puddle running through it. And, like, it's just grass. Like, it looks like normal-sized grass. And these are supposed to be these giant trees. Uh-huh. It was an 8-foot model. Or eight There's inch model. no way in hell. It has to be an 8-inch. Because there was no way in hell that was an 8-foot. At least Hold that on. I will read it when I do the trivia. I'm pretty sure the one in the rafting scene probably was 8-foot. Like, when they were going down the rapids. But 
that those couple of shots where it's just it's going through the jungle, there's no way that could be an eight foot model because that grass was so that looked like normal backyard grass. So, anyways, that's all I have. Really quick. Woo-hoo. So trivia. Trivia. Da, 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 trivia. Trivia. Okay, I know you hate the movie, but show some. Energy. I Come you on. were not letting me even read the word. <laughs> I was breathing in. I was winding up. See, now there's radio silence of you drinking your water out of your water bottle like damn hamster. Hey, you drink your water out of your water bottle like a hamster. Yeah. What? This is the weirdest episode. Which you just because this movie was stupid. <laughs> I want this hour and forty five minutes of my life back. To show her disgust with the amount of alcohol that John Houston and Humphrey Bogart consumed during filming, Catherine Hepburn drank only water, and as a result, she suffered a severe bout of dysentery. You died of dysentery. In the making of The African Queen, or How I Went to Africa with Bogey, McCall, and Houston and Almost Lost My Mind, Catherine Hepburn describes the first day of shooting. Five cars and trucks were needed to take the cast, crew, and equipment 3.5 miles from Bon... Biondo to the ri- the river. <laughs> there, they loaded everything onto boats and sailed another 2.5 miles into or to the shooting location. Press materials and contemporary articles detailed the perils of shooting on location in Africa, including dysentery, malaria, contaminated drinking water, and several close brushes with wild animals and poisonous snakes. Most of the cast and crew were sick for most of the filming. In February of 1952, a New York Times article said that John Huston said he hired local natives to help the crew, but many would not show up for fear that the filmmakers were cannibals. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Near the end of the film, after the ship that they're going towards, it's in it's German. Ship is hit by the torpedoes. Crew members start throwing things overboard, and if you watch closely, one of the objects thrown is a live cat. Which I did see that. It's weird. <laughs> the water scenes were shot through a telephoto lens of a boat going down rapids, and are at which are actually an eight-foot-long model. Okay, so the rapids. This scene miniature was... of the original boat is now displayed inside a restaurant at the Marriott Waterfront Hotel at 80 Compromise Street in Annapolis, Maryland. It is at the restaurant entrance. It seems to be the weirdest place for that model to end up at. It was Maryland. It had nothing to do with the movie. Okay. All right, whatever. The scene in the Reedfield Riverbank was filmed in Turkey. Hmm. Turkey. (laughs) That's our Thanksgiving connection right there. Yay! Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We're recording this two days before Thanksgiving, so happy belated Thanksgiving. This goes up on Saturday. Happy belated Thanksgiving Day, and I hope no one... I hope everyone behaved appropriately on Black Friday. The female lead was originally offered to Betty Davis in 1938 with David Niven as Charlie. It was offered to Davis again in 1947 with James Mason as Charlie, but she had to drop out due to pregnancy. By the time Davis tried out again for the role in 1949, plans were already underway for Catherine Hepburn to star. She'd have been 41 at that point. Can you look up David Niven while we're talking and or while I'm talking and tell me where I know that name from? Yep, yep, yep. This is the role that won Humphrey Bogart the only Oscar of his career. He won an Oscar for this piece of shit movie, but not for Casablanca or the Maltese Falcon. Yes. Hollywood, you're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> the David, Academy, you're a bunch of idiots. David Niven. 
is from the Pink Panther movies back in the day. Okay. That's what I know. Oh, he was also in... <laughs> he was also in the 1967 Casino Royale. Casino Royale. <laughs> Sorry. The, Africa, the Queen of Africa was played by the L.S. Livingston, which had been a working scene for 40 years. It is now docked next to the Holiday Inn in Key Largo, Florida, just off U.S. Highway 1. See, that one makes more sense. It's in Florida, I guess, uh-huh. a little more. And that's that's where the couple in uh, two in last year they actually restored it. It was going to go to a uh, junkyard because it was a hundred year old yeah. steamboat, and they were going to junk yep. it and they restored it and they brought it back to life. And it now travels up and down the waterway in Florida. Well, yes, it, no, it didn't. It says it's docked next to the Holiday Inn in Key Largo, Florida. It's docked. It's oh, in it's the docked. Water. Shut up. <laughs> Walt Disney used this film as the basis for the Disneyland's Jungle Cruise attraction. Uh, I like that piece of trivia. And for those of you... Keep laughing, you're not coming to the lake. Because while... So, oh, shut up. There's while, boats docked up there, too. Are you sure they're docked? Are no, they the they're water? not in the water because the lake is frozen. I think. I didn't ask my dad when he was up there if it was frozen or not. Oh, sorry. You know why? There's no boats docked? Because we don't have any boats yet. Well, that would explain. If you had boats docked, they would be kind of mysterious. They'd be like, ghost docked. <gasps> They're a ghost ship. That terrible movie from like 98. Hey, ghost ship. It's not from 98. It's from like 2003. And ghost ship is a great movie. Shut your mouth. Because 2002. We were both wrong. You were closer. Because the boat, I because I saw it in high school. But by rules of Price is Right, I win because you were over. <laughs> you were off by like close to 10 years. Price is not Right even. rules. Four years. Closest without going over. Shut up. I love how we're filling time because this episode is useless. It's a useless episode. This episode's going to get like 20 listens. Although apparently people enjoy our rambling. They like our rambling more. Thank you, Derek. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, and if Thomas can back up why this movie is important, I'll buy it. But before then... And we're saying that lovingly. Yes, way I mean that. Because he helped us understand Westerns. (laughs) So please help us back up this movie. Because the boat used in the film was too small to carry campers and equipment. <laughs> I almost dropped my iPad. No paper today. No. Saving trees now. Because I did not have time to do that today. Portions <laughs> of the boat were reproduced on a large raft in order to shoot close-ups of Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn. Sorry, I heard buzzing. Interior and water tank scenes were filmed in London, as were most of the scenes containing secondary characters. Robert Morley shot all the scenes in London, including footage of him preaching. Four. Four. Which was edited together with shots of the natives praying, which was filmed in Africa. So, close-ups and stuff were all shot, you said, on the... Which I'm assuming, obviously, the quote-unquote green screen moments were obviously (laughs) shot in London on a soundstage, but... Sources claimed that everyone in the cast and crew got sick except Humphrey Bogart and John Huston, who said that they avoided illness by essentially living on imported scotch. Bogart later said, All I ate was baked beans, canned asparagus, and scotch whiskey. Whenever a fly bit Houston or me, it dropped dead. (laughs) While filming the scene where Charlie finds his body covered with leeches, Humphrey Bogart insisted on using rubber leeches. John Huston refused and brought a leech breeder to the London studio with a tank full of them. It made Bogart queasy and nervous, qualities Houston wanted for his close-ups. Ultimately, rubber leeches were placed on Bogart, and a close-up of a real leech was shot on the breeder's chest. 
Oh, okay. So they they did use real ones, but they were just not on actually not on, on Hogarth. Hogarth. Yeah. But see, see now that just sounds like Humphrey something... DeForest Bogart. I'm not gonna call him. That. I am HDB. HDB. <laughs> Downstairs Lady Farts, DLP, HDB, HDB, HDFB, HDFB, I suppose, D-E-F-O-R-E-S-T. <laughs> According to Catherine Hepburn's autobiography, oh, John Huston initially found her performance to be too serious minded. Number five, mother truckers. One day, he visited her hut, suggested that she model her performance on Eleanor Roosevelt, putting on her society smile in the face of all adversity. After Houston left, Hepburn sat for a moment before deciding that's the best piece of direction I have ever heard. Huh. This is Catherine Hepburn's first color film. Um, according to cameraman Jack Cardiff, Catherine Hepburn was so sick with dysentery during the shooting of the church scene that a bucket was placed off camera because she vomited constantly between takes. Attractive. Cardiff called her a real trooper in the making of the African Queen book. Hepburn said she rushed for the outhouse only to find a black mamba inside and then ran to the bushes. Yeah. Anyone who's seen Kill Bill knows that black mambas are a bad snake. <laughs> um, the African Queen, built in England in 1912, was used by the British East... British East Africa Company from 1912 to 1968 to shuttle passengers and cargo across Lake Albert, which is on the border between Uganda and Belgian Congo. It is now located in Key Largo. The African Queen sank and had to be raised twice during the filming of the movie. Laura McCall, who was married to Humphrey Bogart at the time and went with them during the filming, she is quoted as saying, the natives have been told to watch it, and they did. They watched it sink. (laughs) That's why you gotta be more specific. Oh, Humphrey Bogart's part had to be substantially rewritten before filming since his character was originally a Cockney Riverman and Bogart couldn't do a Cockney accent. Again, I reiterate from what we learned in the Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf yes. podcast yes. about what we learned from the American Film Institute, why film re- are in the registry. If he was even supposed to be British, how on earth does this represent us as a people or a country? Because then it would have had absolutely nothing Nothing to to do do with with anything. And he's not even American. He's Canadian in the movie. Is that what he said? Yup. See, I missed that part. Oh, I'm so angry at us moving now. (laughs) There's a lot of built-up energy and anger inside that body. She just inhaled some more. Okay, well, no, no, so... no, I'm not done yet. <laughs> you're still breathing. I got one more. Oh, I thought you. I, thought you were... I got one more. I, I was scrolling. Were... I was scrolling trying to find the last one. I thought you meant you weren't done breathing, and I'm like, this is gonna be like a five minute interlude intermission of you just breathing. In the 2013 interview on the NPR program Fresh Air, Angelica Houston told interviewer Terry Gross how her father, director John Houston, found out about her birth while he was at the remote jungle location shooting for the African Queen. I was born at 6.29 p.m. on July 8, 1951 at the Cedars of Lebanon Hospital in Los Angeles. At 8 pounds, 13 ounces, I was a big, healthy baby. The news of my arrival was cabled promptly to the post office in the township of Butalija in western Uganda. Two days later, a barefoot runner bearing a telegram finally arrived at 
Murchison Falls, a waterfall on the Nile deep in the heart of the, Bel of the Belgian Congo, where the African Queen was being filmed. My father, John Marcellus Houston, was a director renowned for his adventurous style and audacious nature. Even though it was considered foolhardy, he persuaded not only Catherine Hepburn, an actress in her prime, but also Humphrey Bogart, who brought along his famously beautiful wife, the movie star Lauren Bacall, to share in the hazardous journey. My mother, heavily pregnant, stayed behind in Los Angeles with my one-year-old brother, Tony. When the messenger handed the telegram to my father, he glanced at it, then put it in his pocket. Catherine Hepburn exclaimed, For God's sakes, John, what does it say? Dad replied, It's a girl. Her name is Angelica. <laughs> the end. Oh, I am sorry. I just made that connection. Okay. Yeah, I'm an idiot. I seriously am a flat-out idiot. Would you not think of who Angelica Houston was? Nope. I could not for the life of me place her. I'm like, the name's familiar. I could not play. And you know what? fucking love the Adam Sandler movie. And that's what I know. I am really embarrassed for you right now. I, co I didn't okay. connect. Okay. I'm like, Houston, okay, whatever. He looks a lot like uh, Sir Alec Guinness. You look like Sir Alec Guinness. I do not look like Sir Alec Guinness. Alright, like so that was all your trivia. Correct? That was all my trivia. Let me do the couple things that I've learned from this movie. I've okay. learned four things. You also did Number the original um, Moulin Rouge. Ah. And Asphalt Jungle, which is where uh, Rock and Robin comes from. Oh, okay. Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Welcome to... Maltese, Maltese Falcon was the first thing he directed. Huh. Started up good and he... Okay. All right, four things I learned from this film. Number okay. one, Catherine Hepburn can cue dramatic music when she looks at alcohol. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was one of the only Most funny, good ridiculous things. ridiculous moment because that music comes out of nowhere. Number two... Catherine Hepburn needed to eat something. Number three, Catherine Hepburn effectively killed an entire ecosystem by dumping all the gin into the river. By the way, spoilers, I guess. And number four, all it takes to fix a propeller is heating up both edges and pounding on them with a hammer. Yep. I don't think that's how welding works. I know it's what they had to work with, but I don't think that's how it works. So that's the things that I learned. That's all I got for this episode. So, final thoughts on the movie? I didn't like it. You did not like it. Not nope, a fan. Not all. a fan. I'm not a fan either. If other people like it, that's cool. That's your jam. See, I'm not going to begrudge you that. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's like the worst movie. Okay, I did call it a piece of garbage. You did. But I meant it. I said that out of anger. So now that you're Look less back, angry. not in anger. Now that you're less angry... It's just not my thing. I <laughs> fucking hate it. <laughs> I did not say I fucking hate it. Now we've officially earned us an explicit rating. We said shit. That's true. Three times That's before. That's true. We did. So it's it's. Eh, I don't get it. I don't understand. And I don't want to try and understand it like I do with westerns. No, this one. I just don't care. This one I don't understand why it's on the list. I remember owning it as a kid. My parents had it when I was little. I don't remember. I remember watching it when I was little, but I didn't understand why there was the people on a boat. That's all I remember from the movies. Yeah, they I, were on a boat the entire time. Man. I don't get it. It has to be because it's American filmmakers doing it. Like three of the greatest, like three of the greatest filmmakers in yeah. that part of yeah. Hollywood's history. I guess were in a single movie together. It's That's just meh, so. meh, meh. That meh. is literally my review. It's meh. Just meh. Meh. So, I'm never going to watch it again. I know. And I don't really... And not in the, like, oh, this is so great, but, you know, I don't need to watch it again. And it's not that, like, I'm not, I don't think people should watch it. 
but I don't get it. I don't think I could ever recommend the movie to somebody. No. Like, I don't think, like, anybody in our generation... Unless you want to, like, want the romance of, you know, whatever, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it... I think you would have to love Humphrey Bogart and Which like, I do, but it doesn't look like him for half the movie because he's fucking dying. Yeah, it's true. Essentially. Essentially. So. Ugh. All right. Well, with that, yay, happiness. Yay, done. That's next episode. We're going to watch Network next week. That one I'm feeling a little bit yeah. about. I'm bad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm pretty sure that's one of those movie lines that everyone quotes wrong because I don't think that's the exact words for it. I know he says I'm mad as hell. I need to watch this because I've seen it, I think, once, maybe twice, and I fell asleep both times. I've never seen it. I have. It's good. <laughs> I've heard of it. Again, it's another... It's a You'll good be able to appreciate the beginning of the pilot of Studio 60 better after okay. seeing Network. I love that show. Mm-hmm. That show's a great show. I think, and again, this is another one of those movies, I think, that came up when we first before we started doing the podcast like kind of got me got me thinking that we should do this podcast mm-hmm. because it wasn't one of those movies that i know i should see yep. but that never have movie, I think. so we'll see all right well that's we'll see how week. i feel about it next week so i guess in the meantime happy thanksgiving happy even though you're listening to this after thanksgiving but we, boy i oh, ate so much food we did this ago. last weekend when we watched when we did friends thanksgiving that's we didn't record a bonus episode. No, sorry, I'm everybody. Sorry. It we got were, away from us. We were going to record stuff, and it was going to be put up, and I was going to make it as like a, a Ghost Hack Christmas special. Yep. Maybe we'll still. We might do have something. time, maybe. But we just we were we just ran out of time. Yeah, we did. Stuff just got in the way. Mostly food and game playing. And yes, sleep. and me falling asleep at 11:30. Yeah. And missing Star Wars. Way to go. What? We stayed up till 2 a.m. watching Star Wars because we're cool kids. I can stay up and watch Star Wars whenever I want. You can't. I love our argument has come down to like five year olds arguing. Stop being in the dumb, come, come mediate a ridiculous argument. <laughs> stop complaining, come in the fort. All right, so with that, folks. You watch TV in the fort. <laughs> we still look, it's still a half an hour episode. It's all right. It's because of how much do we right. just ramble and it's reference okay. other things. So tune in next week, folks. Yes. For Network. For Network, which will be hopefully a better film. We may have some actually, like, we might actually, that might, episode might get deep. That'd be kind of good. We'll see. I like our deep conversations. Yes. And I think other people do as well. I hope so. They like our rambling, and they like our <laughs> deep conversations. So if we get ramble rambling. a deep conversation. Rambling, 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 The internets would explode. Internets. Why are you singing? I don't know. I'm a music major. What do you All want right. from me? What was that, folks? Kalima. <laughs> I was wondering how you were going to work that and just wear your way into that. Kalima. Kalima. Good night, Radio Raheem. All right, goodbye, All right, folks. goodbye, everybody. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Okay, bye. Enjoy <laughs> Still singing. Still singing. <laughs> Make up for the lack of music in this movie. I didn't even complain about that. There's like you did too. No, no, not on this. On the podcast, oh, I did. On the podcast, I did not say that. Literally during the opening credits, there's no music. It's really odd. I was gonna say that's like the first thing you said. I know. It was like I said. I already don't like this movie. There's no music. <laughs> okay, that's that's my last on this movie. The end. Enjoy Weird Al. <laughs> the, end. More the end. The end. The end. The end. The end. <laughs> You're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> You're a weirdo. <laughs>
internet dwellers, this is Jeff Bell, president of the Ghost Hat Network, here at the end of this episode to give a quick plug about some of our other exciting shows. But wait a minute, Jeff, you have other shows? Why, yes, random listener, we do. If you head over to ghosthat.net, you can find a heap of shows we produce on a semi-regular basis. Like... Super Happy Fun Time, the podcast where Colin Kirchner and myself sit one-on-one and talk movies, TV, video games, and other big things we care about. The Midnight Sleuth, a comedy detective mystery show in the style of old-time radio that follows the adventures of Midnight Sleuth and his partner, Linda Talbot, as they solve crimes, stop the bad guys, and poke fun at the source material. Famous Person Story Time, a podcast where celebrities retell their favorite nursery rhymes or fairy tales as best as they can remember it, even if that memory is completely wrong. And finally, Bottom of the Barrel, a returning podcast where Dan Casey and myself find lesser known, and sometimes terrible, movies on Netflix and Hulu and review them for your pleasure. So if you're in need of some new shows to listen to on your commute, while working out, or simply relaxing at home, be sure to head over to ghosthat.net now and subscribe to our shows. For more information about this and other projects, visit our official website at www.ghosthat.net or like us on Facebook at facebook.com ghosthat.